coming up on the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. And if someone's looking to start a, a clean life, an eating clean lifestyle, first thing I would say is get, 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 you know, figure out your why your, and then second, your who. Mm-hmm. Third is get everybody on board with you and then throw out all the crap, throw out all the temptation. Right. I'll tell you what, Brian, if there's homemade cookies here in my mm-hmm. house, man, I'm eating them. I'm just, (laughs) no, you bring up such a great point. And I, I I stress it. It's such a simple thing, but if you don't buy it, you don't eat it. (laughs) It's it's true. Don't go to the grocery store hungry ever. Hello, and welcome to the get lean, eat clean podcast. I'm Brian Grin, and I'm here to give you actionable tips to get your body back to what it once was five, 10, even 15 years ago. Each week, I'll give you an in-depth interview with a health expert from around the world to cut through the fluff and get you long-term sustainable results. This week, I interview Doug Holt. He's a business coach who helps entrepreneurs get unstuck, gain clarity, and achieve freedom. Now, we discuss a ton about mindset, whether you're starting a business or wanting to lose weight. If you don't have a successful mindset, you're not going to succeed. So we touch on that. We also talk about how to have a sound morning and night routine how to prioritize your kids in your relationship, what is cybernaut, and how does it work to enhance your brain, also the importance of having a coach. Lastly, he gives us his one tip to get your body back to what it once was. So I've known Doug for a while. He has a ton of great advice, and it'll help you whether you're trying to lose weight, start a business, or whatever it is. So enjoy the episode. I know you will, and thanks so much for listening. All right. Welcome to the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. My name is Brian Grin, and I have a special guest, Doug Holt on. He's a business coach, mentor, and a fitness expert, and a longtime friend. I've known him for a while, and welcome to the show, Doug. Uh, Thank you so much, Brian. It's an honor to be here. I'm glad we're doing this because Doug helped me a while back. Uh, He does uh, some leadership groups and and, yeah, we did some one-on-one coaching for a good while, about six months, I believe, and really helped me, uh, put me in the right direction because I was just starting out as an entrepreneur and uh, got me going. So I'm, I'm excited to have him on. And, and I, I know a lot of his knowledge will help you, whether you're whatever, trying to lose weight or start a business or whatever it is, because uh, we're going to talk a lot about mindset and where you got to be. So Doug, why don't you uh, maybe give the audience a little bit of a background of, I know you have a lot of things going on. Uh, <laughs> I can't even keep up with it. Uh, maybe where you're at right now, how you, how you came to where you're at and uh, what type of coaching and things that you do. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of funny. And you know, my wife says the same thing. Um, you know, what, what are you doing? I always say some people, Brian can paint and have a hobby. Uh, I'm just coaching and business or things that I just get naturally. And I can't draw better than a stick figure. So um, I'm the CEO of a multinational corporation called BioCybernaut, and that company is all geared towards helping people, you know, raise consciousness, right? Using brainwave therapy and, and really technical aspects. Uh, amazing company. And then, as you know, um, I also coach with business leaders around the world, and that's where I spend most of my time. I've sold businesses and run mastermind groups, and I've been coaching for over 20 years. So it's been something I've been doing. I call it advising. Because mm-hmm. the way I do it's just different than coaching, okay. uh, you know, dealing with business leaders uh, at the same time. But probably most important to me uh, is that I'm a father of two beautiful kids and a husband. So that's where, you know, we got to remember where our priorities and why we do what we do. Very true. We talk about the, I, t- I try to talk about the why quite a bit because yep. we, we hit on, on this podcast, we hit a lot about on 
um, you know, eating, uh, fasting, and, you know, different sort of, I don't know if you want to say there's some of some biohacks uh, to, uh, you know, look good, great and feel great. Um, but why don't we touch a little bit on mindset? What do you, what, what do you think sets people apart? The people that, you know, cause you deal with a lot of business individuals who are looking to succeed in a lot of different avenues. What do you think sets people apart? The people that succeed and the people that don't. <clears throat> well, yeah, I think, First, there's, it's easy to get knowledge. Knowledge is available everywhere. Uh, I myself have 18 different degrees and certifications in the fitness field. Mm. Right, that's too many <laughs> right, right. by anybody's standards. That's and I don't say that to impress you, but to impress upon you that knowledge is easy. That's the easy part. What sets people apart is the ability to take action. And you touched on that briefly is the getting to the why. I think getting to the why is something most of us understand what to do. Uh, and as you know, when I'm working with somebody, whether it's, uh, you know, a business leader in the UK has got a nine figure company uh, that they're working on to somebody who's just starting off in their business and launching and really looking to kickstart. It's not just the why we do it. So same thing with weight loss or gaining muscle or regaining energy. It's also the who, right? Who is this going to affect above and beyond ourselves? Because mm. you like me, Brian, uh, you know, we, we lie to ourselves. We let ourselves down. That's human nature. Uh, tomorrow is when I'm going to fast. Tomorrow is when I'm going to run. However, um, as you know, I rushed to get here to be on this podcast because I didn't want to let you down, right? So my who is, my ability to achieve is better when I know my who, right? Don't let Brian down. Be there for Brian. I'm not going to let him down. And I know you're the same way. Uh, and most of you listening you don't let others down. However, we let ourselves down. And it's a lot easier to cheat on the diet, to skip the workouts when we're just doing it for ourselves because our ego steps in and makes justifications, right? I mean, how many times do you make this? I mean, I know you well enough to know that you could pull out scientific literature on why you don't need to go work out today because of rest and, you know, hey, you know, actually, when you think about it, cortisol levels are going to be raised, et cetera, et cetera. And and what I found is the smarter someone is, the easier it is for them to make excuses and justifications. So it's almost like intelligence works against you. That makes a lot of sense. I think that everyone deals with it, right? No matter the level or, the, or how successful that individual is, this self-talk, this internal self-talk about you know, whether you could do something or you can't do something. And you bring up a great point in the sense that if you have, if you don't, you don't want to let other people down, right? And I think the important thing about that is getting a coach or getting maybe accountability partner, because, you know, if you have a workout partner, it's a lot, or you have like it as now, nowadays you have a zoom appointment or as you know, a zoom session with a work, you know, to, to, to go through like an hour session with a, a trainer, you're not going to like just show, you know, not show up. Right. And I think that just leads to how important it is to have a coach. Well, it is, right? Because uh, again, it's easy. It's just like getting out of bed, right? I have two wonderful kids, as I said. Uh, one's 11 months old. And it'd be easy for me to hit the snooze alarm and not get up early in the morning. It'd be easy for me to do all those things. But because I know I got this beautiful girl that's going to wake up, you know, around 6 a.m. or 7, and I have to get my workouts and morning routine in, I get up early because I'm doing it so I could spend time with her. However, if I didn't have that accountability, I wouldn't do it. Now, the same thing goes with a coach. The people I work with, with coaching, right, that they're making a significant investment in capital. 
and in time to work with me. And it's not because they're stupid. They're extremely intelligent. It's because they get the fact that they have to check in. Someone's going to hold them accountable and someone is going to, you know, basically not listen to their BS and not put up with their excuses. And uh, I mean, you know how I am. I don't put up with my (laughs) stories or other things. I cut right to it quickly. Right. And uh, having a coach, um, whether it be intermittent fasting or otherwise, or at the gym, right. When COVID lifts, find a workout partner who's more motivated than you. Mm. doesn't have to be someone smarter than you, just more motivated. So you just show up, you know, getting the basics is, is the key. I love that. I know you mentioned in there and I wanted to touch on it is morning ritual. Uh, and I'm big into that. I asked a lot of my guests that, so let everyone know what, what is your morning routine like, uh, and how does it set you up for the rest of the day? So yeah, my, I've been doing morning routines before they were popular. So mm-hmm. mine at this point, um, because I do have an 11 month old and a three-year-old, my morning routine ebb and, ebbs and flows. I also do a lot of business in Europe. So obviously there's a big time difference. I'm on the West coast of the United States. Right. Uh, but to answer your question, and so, you know, I don't want to live, leave everybody. Um, I always spend time journaling, right? So a practice of gratitude, I think is critical. And it's something I have everybody I work with go through mm-hmm. um, just being grateful for what we have. And cause that sets the tone, right? It's the first thing. So an example, when an alarm goes off and it goes, ah, you know, you hear that ah, 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 sound or, and then you spill your, your coffee, your tea, or whatever it may be, uh, your day just starts off bad. You start off rushed. Mm. So what I like to do is set up for success and starting off with uh, a journaling practice that I do, a gratefulness practice, uh, something we call the alpha rise and shine with a group called the powerful man is what we do. Uh, some visualization and meditation. I always read or, or learn something in the morning mm-hmm. uh, and I always move my body. Now, there's a variance between these. There's a list of about 50 things that I pick and choose from depending on what I want to do. Right. But the key here, Brian, is I pre-plan those. I don't just wake up and go, hmm, what do I feel like doing today? Because uh, I'm always serving the higher me, you know, the Doug of December of 2021 rather than the Doug of today, right? Because Doug today might want to go eat donuts and go back to sleep and watch Netflix. <laughs> you know, <laughs> That's not going to serve me next year. So... Uh, or my family or the people that I, that I want to help. Yeah. And, you know, obviously having two kids, I knew you when you had one and now you have two. And I think a lot of individuals um, maybe use their kids as an excuse oh, more yeah. so than a reason to do things. And I love how you say you, you get up earlier. Um, you know, my example that I don't have kids, I actually, I'm, I'm Doug. I, well, you know, I don't know if you know, I'm married and I'm expecting a boy uh, in the Congratulations. I've been stalking you on social media. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I'm already prepping myself how I'm going to, you know, go through and change like my morning routine, but I do have two dogs who like to get up and go. So I have to, I just try to weave them into my morning routine and not necessarily use them as an excuse. And I'm sure you maybe run into that with a lot of your clients is they have these things or these when I just say obstacles and they want to use those as an excuse more so than a reason why they should do things. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I look, I do it too. Right. right? I'm, I'm as human as anybody. Yeah. Uh, just cause, no, again, just knowing something doesn't mean I do it all. Uh, however, it's all a matter of priorities. Right. So when I'm working with a client, right. I, uh, first thing I do is what do you want to do? Let's figure out what your goals are. Then show me your calendar and I'll show you your priorities. Everybody. I don't care. Everybody says their relationships are number one, Mm. just everybody. 
right? They want to make money. They want to do all these things, and, but relationships. Now it all starts with your relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. That's the first and foremost, if you, you know, uh, going through. So show me your calendar. I'll show you your priorities. And for parents, right? You know, if you just, when you, Brian, when your beautiful boy comes into this world, you know, sleep is going to be non-existent, my friend. Um, <laughs> so that, I mean, those are, you, you got to love yourself enough to give yourself grace, mm. right. And during this time, however, you also get to do something. There's tons of exercises you can do with your kid, lifting your kid up and doing shoulder presses and, or squat thrusters with your kid. Your kid loves it. They're laughing and you're getting a great workout. You can do it with Tabatas, right? So 20 seconds on 10 seconds off for four minutes. Right. Um, for me, I go to bed early and I wake up early. I put my kids to bed spend some time with my wife. So we're always connected. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to go through count, you know, counsel. We just stay connected right. and then go to bed a little earlier. Right? right. I'm not going out to the bars partying. I got kids <laughs> at home and everything else. So I go to bed earlier and I get up earlier and that gives me my quiet time, my time to work out and uh, do intermittent fasting and whatever else I want to do and to make sure that I'm on point. Yeah. Speaking of intermittent fasting, what, what type of things, I know you've been involved in the health and fitness industry for a long time, maybe more so back then than, than now per se, but yeah. one, what are the type of things that you do on a day in day out basis, whether it's fasting or eating to help, you know, stay in shape and be on top of things. I do my best to eat clean, right? Yeah. I get, I am not perfect. <laughs> I am <laughs> far from it. Um, you know, uh, you know, you and I used to always joke about apple cider vinegar, right? Especially in a, in a measuring cup, okay. uh, yeah. the Pyrex glass. Mm-hmm. I do things like that. I'm all, I'm experimenting with my body, seeing what works, ebb, you know, ebbing and flow. I, I eat fairly keen, clean. I don't eat keto. Sure. You know, I don't really have a categorized nutrition basis. I do do intermittent fasting most of the time. Mm-hmm. I think there's a trend here, right? Everything I do is most of the time, not always. Yeah. Um, you know, today I did a really intense workout. So I have a little bit more carbohydrates, right. For a glycemic push, right. I want, I want, you know, glucose into the bloodstream, mm-hmm. uh, to repair my tissues. And so I'm not falling asleep as I'm talking to you because I have nothing. Yeah. Uh, I don't do ketogenic diets. It's just not from, it's not, it hasn't worked for my body. Sure. And I think that's a really important aspect for people to really realize is not everything works for everybody. Right. There's, I think, I think there's, you know, just doing a lot of these interviews is there's like these camps, you know, you mm-hmm. have keto camp, carnivore camp, and I don't think you need to be in any camp. Um, I think you sort of have to learn to be aware and to sort of listen to what your body needs and wants. And that's not to say that, you know, if you get a hunger craving, okay, let's just go start eating, right? Like, you know, if, if you talk about fasting, yeah. One of the big things that fasting's done for me is I'm, I'm more aware of what hunger is and what it isn't. Um, and I understand that if I do have a hunger pain that I can ignore it, it sort of comes and goes, hunger waves come and go sort of ebbs and flows depending on the clock a lot of times. And that's the one thing I love about fasting is you don't, you don't, you're not sort of tied down to the clock, right? You eat when you sort of feel like it's right. Like I have, I don't know, it's two 15. I just did a hard workout. I haven't had anything. I had a little pre-workout, um, little pre-workout drink and that was about it but like i don't i'm not hungry right so i think in years past if it was noon i'd be like okay time to eat (laughs) but uh i feel more mental clarity when i'm in a fasted state so i try to do a lot of my my business and activities uh in the morning in the in the early afternoon when i don't have my my first meal and that's really helped 
Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that. I, you know, right before we got on here, uh, I did a I did a live video into a private group, um, not on Facebook, but a private group of all business leaders around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all all male business leaders, and one of the things I talked about was my last fasting experience. Um, and one of the things, so I have this downstairs where I live in my house. It's about 1300 square feet. It's my, called my man cave slash office. Mm-hmm. Every time I walk upstairs, which I do a lot to hang out with the family, I walk by the pantry. Mm. And when I fasted, I realized something I didn't realize before is that every time I walk by that pantry, I have an automatic trigger to go grab a snack. Yeah. And, and that's why I think fasting is really, you know, informative is you learn what your triggers are, right? You learn that, oh, wow, subconsciously, I'm just snacking because it's there. Not because I'm hungry, not because my body needs nutrients. It's right. just there. Um, common one that I see through business leaders, Brian, um, and parents is alcohol, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm gonna have a drink because it's five or I'm off work or it's Thursday or whatever it may be without really making a conscious decision about it. Right. Yeah, I think especially because of the whole quarantine, a lot of people were home all day and it just sort of tested you in the sense that you're, you're not far from the kitchen and you know, (laughs) right. I mean, I think before when you would get up and go to work, you know, you're not necessarily by food and it's accessibility is, is more difficult, but now it sort of tests sort of your mental, I don't know uh, how strong you are. uh, If you can sort of resist the temptation uh, to go to that kitchen and, and, maybe walk around it instead of walk through it if you can. <laughs> <laughs> well, you talked earlier when we started this about mindset. Mm-hmm. And I think what separates successful people from not successful is a couple of things. Like you said, get a coach, right? The most successful people all have coaches. I have a coach, always have. Well, since I've been in my, t- before my twenties, I guess you count athletics, yeah. but get a coach. Um, someone that can see your optics and be honest with you. Not a friend, but someone who's going to be direct. Two is, you know, successful people try to figure out why they do things. What are the patterns? What are their triggers? Right? Why are they doing right. what they're doing? Uh, intermittent fasting. Why? Why do you want to intermittent fast? Is it for, you know, the great principles of you know reducing cancer risk, right? Or you know, um, replenishing cells, or is it weight loss? Right. Uh, and then you know, figure out why it is you eat three meals a day, or six meals a day, or one meal a day, or you know, what have you. Um, or why do you follow a certain dogma of keto, carnivore, paleo, you know, vegetarian, you know, et cetera. And then you, with those optics, you can start making conscious decisions. Yeah. No, I love that. I mean, um, one of the things I wanted to also touch on was, uh, it was a topic and I, and I don't fail to mention that you, you do have two podcasts. You co-host one called the powerful man show, which, uh, I definitely want to check that one out. And one of the topics you guys talk, touched on, which I th- think would uh, run true with this audience and speak to them is um, why your kids cannot come first. And, and so perhaps maybe touch on that and, and why that's so important. Yeah, sure. So first, it, the Powerful Man Show is a show dedicated to helping uh, married businessmen, especially married businessmen with kids. Mm-hmm. So welcome to the club. Uh, <laughs> uh, not because we don't like women, because we love women and by helping ourselves and helping men, we are able to help women and guess what? I'm a guy so I can relate <laughs> really easy. Yeah. Uh, cause I coach a lot of really high end women. Um, so why your kids don't need to come first? Well, the reason I was talking about it was in a relationship. So typically what happens when you have kids 
is, you know, first of all, the, the, the woman's getting a lot of oxytocin uh, in her body, which helps with bonding. Uh, the male doesn't get as much. Uh, but anyway, point being, as kids go up, the usually, typically, both parents seek love from the children, right? So that's what we were talking about the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the couple starts to divide, right? Until the kids leave, and then all of a sudden, the two, the two the, you know, husband and wife look at each other and go, who are you? Right. Uh, very common. But also what gets to happen is you get to take care of yourself first. If you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to be able, excuse me, not going to be able to take care of your children in a full way. So, you know, I know you well, and I know, you know, how important, obviously it's your podcast, but fitness, nutrition, well-being, and helping others is to you, right? You'll set an example for this little boy you're bringing into the world of how important that is for him, right? Kids are always watching. They're like parrots, right? They just repeat everything you say and do Mm -hmm. So by taking care of yourself first then i believe you take care of your relationship second and then third your children and it doesn't mean you neglect your kids you're a bad parent you're setting the example you show up with a full cup you know everything that you have and that starts with self-care which part of that's nutrition biggest part actually another part of that's movement moving your body whatever you choose to do from crossfit to power walking everything in between yeah. Right. And then you talked about morning routines, right? I do a morning routine, an afternoon routine and an evening routine, right? The, I just know it sets me up for success and I can show up as a better father for my children and show them a role model of, Hey, you get to love yourself. Right. And that starts with dad gets to love himself as an example. So you can see, and then you can witness it. Yeah, I love that. And you talk about routines. It's so important. Uh, Maybe let's touch on night routines because uh, setting yourself up for a successful sleep is probably, I mean, I talk about principles of health. I would say that's number one. Uh, If you're not getting quality sleep, actually, I just got um, a whoop. uh, It's on my wrist here. Uh, But anyways, uh, and the biggest thing I think it does is, oh, there you go. So it's an aura ring you have on. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I just was curious because um, I wanted to see how my sleep was. I can usually feel the next day or the two days after if I slept well, but more, you know, I just wanted to see some data behind it. But why don't you touch on your, um, your night routine and how that sort of sets you up to have a great night's sleep? Yeah, it's funny because I actually, I, we didn't talk about this, but I pulled up my evening routine because I was to print out a fresh copy so I could just have it because mm-hmm. I forget stuff, right? It's just yeah, right. <laughs> So actually, I can read it off to you. Um, oh, great. And well, I'll edit out, I think. But the first thing I make sure I do is, is be, right before, you know, before bed is I drink a large glass of water with lemon in it or with green juice, right? Okay. Set my body up. Uh, for me, I, I write a post, right? Because it's part of what I do to, for my target audience. I take evening supplements to help supplement my diet and also to aid in sleep quality, which I found really works well for me. Okay, like a uh, melatonin or something like that? Uh, I do take melatonin, but not every day. So I'll take something, you know, different supplements um, okay. depending on what I'm trying to achieve. So I've, right now I'm taking the Qualia evening and I really okay. like it. Um, it's got L-thionine, um, you know, it, and you actually take it at dinner time, not before you go to sleep. Okay. Um, but I like it. It kind of sets the mood for me. And L-thionine, as you probably know, is a, can be used as a neurotropic in some ways, but also relaxing. So if you have too much caffeine, you know, L-thionine is something good to throw into your, your diet. Um, 
And then what I do is I go ahead and I do some rebounding, right? On a rebounder just for, to help move the lymphatic system. Okay. So maybe explain what a rebounder is. Is that like a trampoline? It is. <laughs> you jump it's, out yeah, with your tits. Yeah. You know, those round trampolines you saw probably in like the seventies or the eighties that people yeah. were, you know, everything's coming back full circle, you know? Yeah. I, I've been rebounding for a long time. I actually got that from Tony Robbins, I think mm. brought that back. But uh, what it's been shown to do is do lymphatic drainage. Um, so I'll actually rebound in the morning, but I'm also, when I'm re- rebounding, I'm also visualizing the next day. Okay. Right? So I'm planning my next day and I'm visualizing the success of the next day. So I'll, I'll be thinking about talking here to you, right? What do I, yeah. what's the outcome I want? Um, you know, okay. and so, yeah, what I'm doing is, um, for the morning routine, when I'm, I'm visualizing this podcast as an example, what I want to get with, with Brian, how I want to do it for in the evening for the next day. Right. Um, you know, I have nothing to sell or anything. I just want to deliver value. Uh, and then I'm planning my, my next day. I'm getting that all done. And then I go to journaling and then reading, um, you know, reading something positive to get my mind, mind right. And I spend time with my wife. So try to get off of electronics mm-hmm. at least an hour, uh, if not two hours, two hours is more ideal, yeah. but realistically it's an hour before bed. And, uh, you know, really, really focus on sleep. You said it, Brian, you know, I think the biggest factor, the biggest determinant of success the next day is the quality of sleep. And I see this through business leaders throughout the world. Um, you know, it's a, you know, people pay this, my coaching's changed since, uh, but people pay me 200,000, my price is $200,000 for a year, which is a significant investment in capital, as you know. Yeah. And so the first thing I do is I, I watch their sleep patterns because I have them correct their sleep and it changes everything for, hmm. for people. Um, and it sounds so simple. Well, it is, it is simple. It's just so few of us get that quality sleep. Yeah. I mean, that's so important. I make sleep a priority. I think people think, oh, it's almost like an aftermath, uh, for a lot of people. Yep. Um, but like you said, if you, if you have a solid sleep routine, it'll just sort of set you up for the night and into the next day. No, it does. It, it absolutely does. And I, I do use melatonin periodically, but you know, you count back the, the hours you need and you need to overestimate, right? What I find, especially with kids. If I look at my aura ring as an example, which I use just same thing as you did, just get to some data, right. but I might be in bed for, let's just say nine hours. Um, cause I'm in, I go to bed early cause I know myself and my daughter woke up five times last night at least. Mm. And so my actual sleep time was about six and a half hours. Right. It's a big difference, right? And a lot of people just use the clock to look at the time rather than the actual, you know, quality of sleep you're getting. And then how much deep sleep are you getting? How much REM sleep are you getting? Um, these things really make a big difference. Oh, yeah. Weight loss. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, that could be the, the sole reason. I mean, people can come and they want to they want to lose weight and they're like, well, what should I eat? You know, should I start fasting? Well, if you're not getting your sleep right, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. really matter. All the other stuff doesn't really pertain, you know, get the sleep in order first. And, and then, you know, one thing that, um, I do to help my sleep is like you said, I off like electronic devices and also like being present, whether it's reading or meditation a little bit, I've been doing some meditation actually in the morning, um, where I just literally lay there and try to focus on my breath because, Mm -hmm. and it's not easy. And I'm, I've gone on and off with meditation and I'm getting back into it. Um, it's not an easy art to take up and you have to sort of like 
easier way into it, but I've been trying to lay there for 10 minutes and focus on my breath. It's you, you, you realize how much your mind will just wander. Um, and it's okay, right? It, it's okay for your mind to wander, but, but I think the better, the more you do it, the more you realize that if you, if you just really get honed in on your breath and, uh, and not have all these, you know, a thousand thoughts going on, it sort of centers you for the rest of the day. Yeah, it really does. And I get all my clients on meditation. I do a lot of biohacking with my clients. Um, but, you know, I start them off usually with guided meditation or even Vipassana, which is a little bit more active, right? Mm -hmm. You're focusing on the breath in one area of your body, like right. feel the breath from your nose to hit your, you know, your lip. Since you're focusing on that, you get less of the monkey mind coming out. Um, at least I do. And, uh, you know, let's touch on, I, I've always been intrigued by, uh, I know you're the CEO of a bio cybernaut. Yep. And, and I actually was taking a look at it last night and you have a, like a five day, a seven day program. And, um, I'm all about like things that enhance your mind. I think it just gets overlooked. Um, tell me uh, a little bit about that company and, and what kind of value that brings to the people that use it. Yeah, well, uh, quite a bit. So, uh, BioCybernaut was founded by Dr. James Hart. Uh, he is a pioneer in neurofeedback. So this isn't like neurofeedback machines you see on the market. Uh, he's got the most sophisticated technology in the world. Mm. Um, and the reason I became the CEO is I went through the training and said, wait a minute, I want, I want to know more about this because it's, really? it's life-changing work. So people come for usually one of two reasons. Uh, one is we have people who are looking for the edge, right? So what BioCybernaut does, to give you an idea, is Dr. Hart's got protocols. You go in there, so let's just say the seven days, the most common, mm -hmm. and they hook electrodes all over your head, right? It looks crazy. Um, and they talk, you walk you through it. And then they teach you how to control your alpha brain waves. So everybody has to start with alpha. There's alpha, theta, delta. Uh, mm -hmm. Those are the ones that we train. I mean, you have gamma and Schumann brain waves. I've learned a lot since I've been there. Um, and so you learn to train your alpha brain waves, which is the brain waves used to control anxiety. It's more of a meditative state, critical thinking, mm -hmm. and you're able to increase them. Now, Dr. Hart's training has shown an increase in IQ, a 50% increase, in, uh, increase in creativity, reduction mm -hmm. in anxiety, and a whole bunch, host of other things. Right. And this is all scientific backed, you know, some of this is double blind peer reviewed studies at Stanford, et cetera. So this is not hocus pocus. So people come for two reasons. One is to get the edge. So it's business and political leaders typically to come to get the edge. When I went through my first training, we had a partner of Microsoft that was in my training to give you an idea. And the other reason people come is to get rid of trauma or reduce anxiety or something along those lines. We have people common things are, uh, you know, they don't do drinking or doing drugs again. Uh, anxiety is gone. Paranoia is gone. Uh, these are just some, there's some of the things that happen because the alpha brain waves, and it's permanent. Like Dr. Hart had done a study that was funded by the government, and they, they checked people back double blind again for one year period. That's when the government study was granted for. And everybody had permanent, literally permanent increases in intelligence, IQ, creativity, uh, EQ, et cetera. Um, which is really cool. So it's like going to the gym and you're lifting weights. So your muscles are getting stronger. It's not easy. Let me be real clear. It's not easy. And is this something you, this, you went, I mean, I know when you went, you went in person, are they still doing it in person with everything going on or how's that work? They yeah. are, we are doing it in person. Um, there's a lot of safety and health protocols. 
Uh, we're doing it in person in Germany, right? So we have a location in Germany and also in Sedona, Arizona. Okay. Yeah. And it, so it's, it's like, it's almost like a, it's like brain right. camp. <laughs> it is like brain camp. And again, it's like going to the gym, the seven days you're in this, this dark chamber and the, your brain waves are connected to sounds, oboes, flutes, depending on the frequency and where, where it is. And you pick a few areas. And once you learn to increase your alpha a little bit, you start to keep increasing it and keep increasing it. And typically people have breakthroughs. And then all of a sudden it's like, ah, oh, I get it. And they're able to increase their alpha brainwave um, abilities, which is their critical reasoning, their thinking. Tony Robbins says it's one of the best things he's ever done. He, you know, we just did a thing where Tony Robbins has been coming, Dr. Michael Beckwith. Uh, you know, these are the types of people that I'm just listing, you know, people might know Michael Jackson's been in, et cetera. Um, so, I mean, this is kind of the biggest hidden secret. Uh, and Dr. Hart just never really promoted it, you know? So people were kind of in the know knew about it and would go. Um, and others just don't. Um, I believe Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins recommended all of his coaches that like, this is one thing you have to do. Hmm. It's because of the life-changing things, but it's not easy. Again, it's, it's not for the faint of heart. You want to really put your work in, but the benefits are, are absolutely amazing. Wow. And uh, do you get some athletes that come in there? I would assume so. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. We've had Dr. Hart's had uh, guys in NFL, Olympics, um, et cetera. Look, again, looking for that edge to get there because you talked about getting your mind right. This is a way to increase your brainwave frequency, not just your intelligence, but you know, guys like me, Brian, I could use all the help and IQ I can get, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, <laughs> uh, and creativity for that matter. Uh, but it's really kind of getting that edge and getting that clarity. Cause when you're in a state of alpha, it's kind of that Zen like state that we all get the flow state people talk about in biohacking the flow state. Right. Right. Like, I, I, I just attribute it. I think about golf. A lot of golfers come in, right? Yeah. Cause anxiety, you can't hit a good golf swing if you're anxious or, or anything else. You just, you can't do anything well when you're anxious. Well, I think that's the ultimate search when you're playing a sport, whether it's professional or not is getting into that flow state where, it's almost like you, you don't even realize your surroundings and things comes, you know, like the hole or the basket looks twice the size. And I think that's like the number one pursuit when you're playing, whether it's golf or whatever is to get into that flow state. And it's very fleeting. <laughs> it is, it is. Um, uh, and you know, we don't have as many athletes that come in, I would say than people that are looking to, for growth, right? Um, yeah. Coming in through there. And it's really because, again, BioCyberNet, I just took over the CEO role not too long ago. This is, so it's been less than a year that I've been CEO. And prior to that, there wasn't a CEO in that seat. And Dr. Hart, he's a research scientist, you know? Right. Uh, and if you meet him, he's, he's literally a genius. And he's built these things for hand. Um, I mean, literally soldered wires and because they just, this technology just didn't exist. Mm. He's been doing it for over 40 years. So um, yeah, I highly recommend it. All my personal coaching clients go. I make them go, make them go, uh, go through the training because of it just, you know, the results. Yeah. Wow. I'll, something I definitely want to look into. I, I was checking it out last night. Um, why don't we touch on a couple more things um, before you finish up here? One of them is, and I noticed on your website, you talk about getting unstuck. I mm -hmm. think this is a common thing. And I think for individuals, you know, whether it's weight loss or putting on muscle or whatever it is, what are some of the tips and things that you've gotten and learned through the years to help people get unstuck? 
number one thing is get a coach, right? I'm not saying that because that's what I do or anything like that, <laughs> yeah. but you can't see the forest from the trees. And we lie to ourselves more than we lie to anybody. We don't like to admit it, but we do. We say, ah, you know, I got kids, so I'm a little too tired or this, that, and the other. They're all excuses and they're justifiable. A coach won't let you do it. You know, I had you come in and you generously spoke about intermittent fasting to a group of business leaders um, and did that. And that inspiration was huge, right? And I'm not sure if any of them sought out coaching from you or not, but we recommended it, right? Get a coach if you're going to do intermittent fasting. Do it right, right? The one thing that we don't have more time is time. Mm -hmm. And we talk about getting unstuck, right? And getting clarity. It really is pushing forward. For some reason, people are so hesitant to invest time, capital, or their ego, right? The ego is the biggest thing. What if I fail? Um, things of that nature that they just don't take action and they keep redo doing the same things over and over again. And so, you know, again, number one thing by a long shot is get a coach because they're going to help you. A good coach is going to help you see optics, right? Coaches come in all shapes and sizes, all experience levels and qualities, but invest in that and make sure you're, you're progressing. The second thing is do stuff different, right? And what do I mean by that? Well, first of all, Recognize if what you're doing is a pattern. Have you done this more than one time? Yes, no. No story, just yes, no. Those are the only selections, only checkboxes you have on this question, right? If you say yes, the next question is, does this pattern serve me? Yes, no. Not, ah, oh, it serves me sometimes. It no, you only get the yes and no's in these questions, right? And if the answer is no, the pattern, the pattern doesn't serve you and it's happening more than once, then you need to do a radical change. If you don't know what that radical changes and you don't have a coach or the coach isn't going to help you with it, then just change, do something. If you're doing vegan, do keto, right? Or do carnivore, right? Go to another extreme and try it because what you're doing is not working. So you got to throw out the ego of that you understand and you know what's best. Yeah. I love that. And, you know, you talk about getting a coach and, and if what you're doing, whatever that is, does it serve you? And uh, I had an interview with a guy and he, he mentioned the sort of the same thing. If you're going to the cabinet, you know, to the pantry in the kitchen and you take a deep breath and you ask yourself, is this serving me? Um, a lot of times it doesn't. Um, if, if you're going to have that junk food, that's not to say that you have to be perfect, right? But, um, if you're trying to change something and change a habit, I always say, especially with the, my clients is, especially for that first month or two is you got to sort of go cold Turkey in a sense, or go clean and stick with it for a, a decent period of time. Because like, for example, myself, I've been eating clean for a while and fasting and doing these things. If I cheat, it's easy for me to just go right back into the, into the, the habit, the good habits that I had. But if mm -hmm. I've always been doing it for a few weeks and then I go back and start cheating, uh, I'm, it's going to be very tough for me to get, go back into, you know, the, the, into eating clean and doing, you know, the right things I would say. Absolutely. And if someone's looking to start a, a clean life, an eating clean lifestyle, First thing I would say is get, 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 you know, figure out your why your, and then second, your who mm -hmm. third is get everybody on board with you and then throw out all the crap, throw out all the temptation. Right. I'll tell you what, Brian, if there's homemade cookies here in my house, man, I'm eating them. I'm just, <laughs> yeah. no, you bring up such a great point. And I, I, I stress it. It's such a simple thing, but if you don't buy it, you don't eat it. <laughs> it's, it's true. Don't go to the grocery store hungry ever. Right. Right. Unless you're Brian Grin and you got the discipline, um, 
you know, if you're Doug Holt, you don't, right? Go have a healthy food, be full, have a grocery list, go with your mind. Go with Doug 2021 in mind and don't go with Doug 2020 because <laughs> that guy's coming home with cookies. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. People come over, well, people would come over the back, God, there's not much in, you know, in your in your place in your kitchen i go yeah there's a re there's a reason for that right like i know and not to say that i couldn't with uh, you know abstain from foods but if it's not there it makes your life that much easier yeah well, it's one less decisions you have to make you look right. at you know einstein or uh you know steve jobs all of these people right they have they they limit their, their wardrobes right so there's less decisions you have a finite i don't care how smart you are you have a finite willpower and a finite ability to make decisions. It's, it, you have a cap. It's been proven. Science has proven it. So take the guesswork out of it. Right. This is the reason at the end of the day, you eat crappy foods. The reason at the end of the day, you drink alcohol and not at six in the morning, right? I call it six in the morning, Doug. Is it the cleanest eating? No drinking, <laughs> nothing. Great guy you've ever met. 6 p.m., Doug. Wants some nachos, a beer. It wants to sit on the couch and watch football. Right. Um, but, temptation. Temptation. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's absolutely temptation. I know clients of mine have gotten rid of couches, right? Because, you know, hey, yeah, they're making big decisions. You know, some are political leaders and they're making big, big decisions every day. They got to really move the needle. And so to limit the temptation, to limit the amount of decisions they have to make to get rid of their couch so they don't sit in front of the TV, mm -hmm. right? So instead, I have them foam rolling and doing movement patterns. Right. Then that puts them in a better state. They'll get the couch, you know, again, three months, six months later. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And uh, uh, one of the questions I ask a lot of my guests, and uh, I, I, you know, I'm sure we've touched on some of it already today, is uh, what would be like one tip that you'd give an individual, middle aged individual that's looking to maybe get their body back to what it once was maybe you know, five, 10, even 15 years ago? Start with the basics. Okay. And what I, and the reason I say this is, you know, I've been in the fitness space. If you count, you know, now, which I'm not really in it, but even before over 20 years, mm -hmm. um, everybody wants to know how much zinc I should be taking or, you know, what, what should my macros be Doug or what my cat look, you got to strap on your shoes and go for a walk. Yeah. Start there, right? You don't need to worry about your micronutrients at this point. You just need to do something. Um, stick to the basics. There's certain basic things that almost all fitness people and nutrition people, you know, all agree upon. Now there's always fringes, but drink lots of water, get lots of sleep, right? Eat clean foods. Even if, if you're a vegan, people are going to tell you to eat clean vegetables, right? If you're a carnivore, they're going to tell you to eat clean meat, mm -hmm. right? Not processed. Right. These are all things that everybody seems to agree upon. Just stick to those basics and you'll be fine. Yeah, I love that. If you keep it simple and you stick to the basics, it's a lot easier to follow, right? Yeah. As opposed oh, to just, just there's like you said, there's information out there. It's so abundant. It's easy to get confused. And when you get confused, you don't take action. Yeah. And work with Brian. Brian <laughs> is an amazing coach. And I'm not just saying this because it's your show, but you are, man. You're a great coach. And anybody that's on the fence and thinking, ah, should I, shouldn't I, take action, guys. You don't have tomorrow right? I mean, excuse me, you don't have yesterday, you have tomorrow and right. don't, don't live in Groundhog's Day. I love that. Well, Doug, this has been good. We've hit on a lot of great things of surrounding mindset, eating and sleep. 
and et cetera. So I really, uh, I really appreciate you coming on and um, yeah, looking forward to staying in touch in the future. Absolutely. And again, congratulations to you, you and your beautiful wife. Uh, you know, it's very exciting stuff. So love what you're doing, Brian. Thanks, Doug. Appreciate it. Got it. Thanks for listening to the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. I understand there are millions of other podcasts out there and you've chosen to listen to mine. And I appreciate that. Check out the show notes at briangrin.com for everything that was mentioned in this episode. Feel free to subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend or family member that's looking to get their body back to what it once was. Thanks again and have a great day.